verse that I wanted to us to meditate, the thought uh, that I want us to meditate is uh, Psalm 3322. Psalm 3322. Uh, Let your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us in proportion to our waiting and hoping for you. In proportion to our waiting and hoping for you. Lord of Translation just said, just as. But if you dig in, the real word is in proportion. In proportion to our waiting and hoping for you. That means mercy of God and his loving kindness is upon us in proportion to the extent that we wait and hope. It's not even, it's not given the same for all. If you're waiting long and if you're waiting much, if you're hoping much, if you're asking much, it is in proportion to that. Uh, I want to look at a few passages in the world today uh, about this. One is John 16, 24. John 16, 24 is a passage of, uh, again a reminder, until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. You know, when you really look at that, it looks like it's not true. You asked a lot. But actually, as you sit and really analyze, it is true. As we grow older, we become weak in asking. We ask less and less. A child asks a lot, a lot of questions. It also asks a lot of things that it wants, he or she wants from the parents, grandparents, anybody. <laughs> a child would feel open to ask and a child definitely asks a lot more from God. When a child trained up in the prayer, tends to ask God much more than an adult does. Because a child doesn't have a wallet in its you know, in its pocket. It doesn't have a bank book. It doesn't have a credit card. It doesn't have a checkbook. It doesn't... That world, that whole area is not its strength. Whereas, by the time you are an adult, the world has taught you all of these things. And you and I begin to take on our needs on ourselves, unknown to us we stop asking. We become less and less asking of God. All of us, today there are 16 of us this morning, all of us have needs. So many needs, in fact. You can write it down on a whole piece of paper, some of us even the other side. But for how many of those things have we been asking God? That's my question. We don't ask enough. 
One day in heaven, we realize how heaven operates on prayer. And then that day we will be sorry that we did not ask enough. So to preempt that sorrow, God is teaching us now to ask more. Psalmist says that verse, let me repeat again, in proportion to our waiting and hoping for you. Psalm 33, 22, easy to remember, 3, 3, 2, 2. In proportion to our waiting and hoping. What is the extent of your waiting? Have you waited long and then given up? It won't happen. That thing is over. I want to challenge you. The extent of his goodness, extent of his giving, is dependent on the extent of our asking. I want to the, the very familiar passage, you know, John 14, 14. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. 13 also, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 14, 14, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. These are easy to remember, some numbers, 14, 14, John 14, 14. Similarly, you know, it's, it's odd, but Matthew 7, 7 is also the same thing. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. How many things are we asking? In need these days. How many things are we seeking on our own? How many things are we knocking on our own? Not to God. We are going and standing before people and knocking, asking, seeking. Of ourselves we are seeking. When we don't ask God, doesn't mean we stop asking. We ask the wrong people. We begin to ask people around us. We begin to ask of our loved ones. We begin to seek that from our family. We begin to seek that from friends, from the world. Knock on things, doors that are not kind, not are not patient with us. Those that slam on our face. Here is heaven saying, knock on heaven's door. Ask of your heavenly father, seek. Continue to seek. The real translation, Greek is keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. We do one or two times, but then we go tired, grow tired and we stop asking. And we then ask others around us. I need some help with this. I need some money. I need this. I need that. Would you meet my need? Then comes to a crisis. It becomes a worse crisis. See, all through the word of God, there are instances where God actually gives an open check for God's people, which they may not have used fully. One is Genesis 18.32. Genesis 18.32 is a father of our faith. 
1832, Abraham is standing before the Lord. Lord's come down to visit Sodom and Gomorrah because he says the report has come to me. And then Abraham starts the question of will you, in 23, will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? God says, no, I won't. Then most, uh, Abraham says, if there are 50 righteous in verse 24, and then he says, you know, excuse me, verse 25, if there are 27, uh, suppose 28, uh, suppose 50 righteous are lacking five. If there are 45, will you? He says, no, I won't in 28. And then he spoke again, 29. Suppose 40 are there. There are 10 people lacking for the 50. You say for 50, you won't destroy the city. If there are 40. And then he goes down. Don't be angry, verse 30. For 30 people, 30 people, he says, no, okay, I'll reduce. And he comes down to 20 in verse 31. And then 32, he says, suppose I, he tells himself, I shall speak only this once. Oh, my Lord, oh, may the Lord not be angry and I shall speak. The Lord is not angry. He sets limits on his, himself, Abraham. I shall speak only this once. Suppose 10 are found there. You said that 50, 45, 40, 30, 20. Now I'm asking one more time. What about if there were 10? He says, no, I want to destroy the city if there were 10. And then Abraham is quiet. See, what stopped him from going down to four? There were four of his family whom the Lord considered as righteous. Lord, his wife, and two daughters, four. If he had not stopped with ten and gone down to four, imagine the condition. Imagine the history of that people. There would have been forgiveness. I wonder if Abraham had a, a rethink over, over this on the next morning when he saw the city in fire, smoke rising from that city. Why did I not go down to four? I think many things like this, we tend to limit ourselves. Second Kings chapter 4 is a familiar passage of the widow and oil. There, the instruction of Elisha to the lady, the widow was to go borrow vessels, verse 3. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 3. Then he said, go borrow vessels at large for yourself from all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Do not get a few. Nothing is told. The math of this is not told. 
what she what happens what will happen later what what you're supposed to do with it later that's not told only the first step is told and so she does the first step so she so she goes you know and then you shall go and shut the door behind you your sons and pour it into all these vessels and you shall set aside what is full that's all is told so she goes borrows fills it up and then she asks her son give me another vessel he says it's all done mummy it's full not one vessel more and the oil stopped she still doesn't know the math so she comes to the man of god and he said and he said go sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons can live on the rest now the math the full principle now comes oh okay borrow fill was all that i was told and don't get a few there was a warning a clause there an important clause don't get a few now the next next story next line is told to her go sell the oil and pay your debt go sell the oil and pay your debt wow now she goes about it the child may have caught on now why didn't i go to that next street that is a big house they would have had many more vessels i should have gone there mummy if they didn't think of it then surely later on in life later on maybe months later maybe years later when there was need for more oil when there was need for more finance they probably would have come to a place where they realized they did not bring enough vessels into the house or even if that lady's life it didn't happen the children going up the boys would have remembered i i could have gone to the further further streets because there was no limit god did not say you cannot take x number of uh, you know vessels you can only take this number you cannot take more than that there was no limit on that there was an open ended there was no limit on abraham again one more second kings 13 the same prophet elisha is dying and the king joash chapter 13 and uh, elisha is in a sick bed and uh, about to die and joash the king comes and cries to him my father my father the chariots of israel and its horsemen and then elisha asked him to take a bow and arrows and shoot he does and then in the 18 he says take the arrows and he took them and he said to the king of israel strike the ground and he struck it three times and stopped this is second kings 13 verse 18 
So the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Adam until you would have destroyed it. But now you shall strike Adam only three times. And that's what happens later. It was not, he was not told. Joshua, uh, Joash the king was not told. You, you, need, you need to strike so much until they die. He was just asked to strike. Seemed like a very innocent, simple thing. A small thing. But then that determined the, his reign and his victory over his mortal enemy. Now he only defeats him three times. And he leaves him as a mortal enemy for his next generation. Whereas if he had asked, if he had struck the ground five or six or seven or ten times, Aram would have been defeated, annihilated, removed from the society for his generations. See how that matters. So often, we just are living in the just enough land. Just enough land. We have come from a never enough land of Egypt. And then in the wilderness, 40 years, we, we, are, we are used to the just enough lifestyle. Just enough for that day. And our minds are becoming used to the just enough life. Where God is leading us is to the more than enough land. Just enough. Never enough. To just enough looks like a big jump. And we are very happy there. But God is actually leading us to the destruction of Aram. To the salvation of Sodom. That is God's dream. That Sodom need not be you know, destroyed. It's God standing before Abraham and saying, ask, keep on going. Don't take a few. The warning was given. The chances of this lady and the sons taking a few are so high. Similarly with us, my friends, this morning, we can limit ourselves to the little things, limit God to the little things in our lives and give the hard things to us, take it, work on it, toil. Whereas God saying, give me the harder things also. Ask, seek, knock. In proportion to your waiting, in proportion to your asking. That's how God works. First of the month, last month of a very hard financial year, April 20, April 1, 2020 to March 31, 2021, will probably one of the hardest years yet. God's chance to redeem the last 11 months in this last month is absolute. It's real. He can. 
I don't know what your crisis is, whether it is finances, whether it is something else. I want to challenge you this morning. This great God that you and I serve is telling you directly to your face and to my face, you have asked for nothing yet in my name. You have asked many things. In spite of that, he is saying, you and I have not asked anything. That means, in his eyes, you're asking and me asking, it seems like nothing. That's the meaning of that. He's saying, ask for bigger things. In, in the same book, John, a couple of chapters before, he says, you will do greater things than this when I go to the Father. You will do what I am doing and you will do even greater things than this. What an amazing calling. God is calling us to do not just what Jesus did, but even more than what Jesus did. That's dream of your beloved Jesus. That he would outdo him because he is now pleading with the Father face to face. I want to challenge you this morning. How is your asking journey? How is your asking life? Are you asking enough? Are you seeking enough? Are you knocking enough on heaven's door? Or are you busy like the world? Don't learn from the world of asking people. Seeking here. Seeking amongst people. Seeking, knocking. God is calling us. He has a greater purpose. He's God of impossibilities. As you look at this last four weeks of financial year, it may have gone upside down. But if you see God on your face, fall down before him, worship him and plead him, I challenge you, not just the finances, but he will give you an abundance of even souls. Make up for all the lost seasons. Finances, favor, blessing, and also harvest of souls. May God use you and us as a CBMC family to bring in a major harvest of souls. May God's favor be upon us in finances and in workplaces and in the, and in the business world. And in our families, may there be safety and peace and health and God's favor abundantly revealed, abundantly present, abundantly made known. Because God himself is the counsel over your dead. As Job says, when God's counsel was over my dead, may that be your and our heritage. Let me pray. Father God, I seek you this morning along with these, my brothers and sisters. Nothing is impossible from where you sit. Help us to see things from where you see, the way you see. Help our ways to become your ways, Lord. That we rise up to your ways. That our plans should be actually your plans should become our plans. Father, do it for your glory. Help us to stand boldly before you and ask, like a child. Remove this 
adult thinking of self-sufficiency and hesitation to ask, remove it from our lives. May we become like a baby, a child coming to our beloved daddy, papa, every morning and sitting on the lap and asking boldly and confidently, where is this? Where is that? I asked you, continue to ask. Remind us, Lord. Remind us that in proportion to our waiting and asking, your favor be upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.